cause
says the kingdom of God is like hidden treasure. And he who finds it sells everything and goes after it. God, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus, that we're in this room. We have the freedom to worship you. Come on, raise your hands up. This is a sign of you wanting your Father in heaven. This is a sign of your authority. This is a sign of you worshiping and praising His name. God, you're worthy to us. God, we're here after your kingdom, God. It lives inside your heart. God's kingdom is in you. The kingdom of heaven is in this room. You carry the Spirit of God in you. Come on. Let's go after
to our Bibles, uh, to the book of 2 Kings chapter 5, and um, the title of tonight's message is um, Naaman's Miracle. Everybody says Naaman's Miracle. Okay, quick illustration, just put your name there real quick. Put T. Rose Miracle or um, 
Tinas Merico. Okay, so we want to apply this to ourselves a little bit tonight. Naaman, story is found in Second Kings. When you get there, say amen so I can start. All right. All right, here we go. Let us read here. The quick thing about Naaman, um, he is a commander of an army in uh, Aram. And he, it was, is a place in Syria, and in Syria, um, he is actually sick, and he needs a miracle. He has a hard time finding uh, himself to receive his miracle. And we're going to read how that happens. All right? All ready to read? Very good. All right, let's read. Now Naaman was commander of the army of the kings of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a violent soldier, but he had leprosy. There we go. See, we see Naaman. Okay? Everybody say Naaman. Good. Now say your name. There you go. Good. Naaman. We we understand here Naaman is a man well Regarded, highly regarded, because all the works that he's done for the for this military, all right. He's a man, um, also, you know, known as a great man in, in the sight of his master. But there's one problem with Naaman. I can just imagine Naaman right now with his armor on, you know, leading his army with his soldiers. Just imagine that. Um, and he's out there with his sickness, leprosy, leprosy. It's a, a, a disease to the skin. It eats up the skin. And, and people that have leprosy end up dying because it just eats up every little bit of the skin. So this man was suffering with this disease. Now, what I want to have you understand, I'm going to illustrate a little bit here. Okay? Leprosy can also be seen as a sin. Okay? can also be seen as sickness. All right? Let's continue reading here. Now, bands from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Amen? The army captures a girl from Israel. A quick thing, Syria's a place of mostly our Gentiles. And Israel is a nation of God's chosen people. So this young girl is from God's land, promised land, okay, Israel. And his army actually captures this young girl. She becomes a servant to Naaman's wife. And Naaman's wife, um, you know, I guess they built a relationship. And this girl tells her, if only my master will go to, Samar- to, to the prophet that is in Israel, that is from Samaria, he will cure his leprosy all right we see here that uh i I mentioned leprosy is a portrait of sin a person's spiritual life or a sickness all right this girl informs of a possible cure that this man can receive now the illustration i want to give you guys is this girl is a witness to naaman's wife that god can heal and set a sinner free all right? And I, and I, I imagine, uh, you know, Naaman's wife, when she received the news from this girl, like, wow, you know, my husband can be healed and, you know, he doesn't need to die. 
I can just imagine her receiving the news and going to her husband and saying, listen, you got to go to Israel and find this man that can heal you. And the illustration for that one would be go to Jesus and let him wash you clean from your sins or sickness. Yes. Say your name one more time. Okay. Because remember, we want to apply this to ourselves. Everybody understanding me tonight? Naaman. Okay. Finally, he hears from his wife. I'm just kind of like illustrating this, imagining, you know, he's a man of, uh, you know, a prestige man. He's very, uh, I would say, um, important and, and uh, popular among everybody. And in other words, arrogant. You know, we can be arrogant, a lot of us at times. Amen. Come on, nobody names that. All right, that's okay. We'll see how humble we are. All right. Here we go. Um, let's continue reading. Verse 4. The way this this, uh, this 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 wife, I'm just gonna illustrate a little bit here. The way Naaman's wife comes to him is the same way you have somebody in your life come to you and say, "Hey, go to church." Because what is she trying to do to her? What is she trying to do? She's trying to have her husband get healed. She's trying to send her husband to go to Israel. And I just imagine her husband being a little bit stubborn for some reason, because in verse 10 you kind of see him give an attitude to. Um, What's his name? Elijah. We're going to talk a little bit about him. Now, I imagine Naaman with an attitude, an arrogant. And who can relate to Naaman a little bit? Can we, re- can we relate to Naaman a little bit? Okay, we got one sincere, honest people. Okay, good. <laughs> I can relate to Naaman too. All right? Now, um, she's like somebody in your life that comes to you and say, hey, go to church. Hey, Jesus Christ died for your sins and my sins and you can be saved. You know? Go to Jesus and give him your life. Make him the master of your heart. You know, the wife is like that person in your life that says, hey, your name is not mine to be Naaman, but, you know, you want to put yourself there real quick. Everybody's catching this? Good. You know, she's like that person in your life that tells you, hey, start the one-on-one, start the two-on-one. You know, get involved with the church. You know, or stop drinking, stop having sex out of marriage, stop Cursing. Stop lying. Go to Jesus. Go to Israel. And find this man that wants to, that, that can heal you. Amen? All right. Let's read real quick. Verse 4. Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means, go. The king of Aram replied, I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand um, shekels of gold and ten sets of clothing. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you so that you may cure him of his leprosy. Alright? We see here Naaman agrees, listens to the uh, uh, the, 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 the uh, instruction of a servant girl and, and he goes. He's like, I'm going to go tell my king that I need to go to Israel. Now, he, remember, he's a commander of an army. This guy is he, he's prestige man. He's up there, you know, well-recognized. I got to go tell my, my king first if I can do that. So he goes, and then he sends the king of Israel a letter telling him that he's going to go and receive healing from him. Now, as you notice, he gathers a lot of, you know, gold and clothing. Now, he does this because he's thinking this, that 
this man can, is going to heal me. I got to return to him something. But God doesn't work like that. Okay? God does not work like that. God doesn't want, God doesn't like this that you say, okay, God, I'm going to come to church only in one condition. Or God doesn't like, uh, this is an illustration, by the way. God doesn't like say, this that, God, if you save me or you save my family or you do something this or like that, um, I will give you this in return. There's no training with God. God requires, God, God, God has requirements, and he wants everything of us because he created everything of you and me. And, and God wants everything, every little bit of thing. Say, God wants everything of me. Okay, good. So we're going to read here. Verse 7. As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robe and said, My God, can I kill and bring back to life? What, why does this fellow send someone to me to cure of his leprosy? See how he's trying to pick a crow with me? So the king of Israel is thinking, man, this guy's trying to, you know, set me up. He thinks I'm a fool or something. Because remember, he's, Naaman is a commander. And uh, the king of Israel is like, why is this commander coming from Syria to Israel asking me to cure him? So he's thinking like, I'm just imagining like he's thinking uh, this guy is going to try to kill me or he's going to try to put a poison in my food or something. Can you see that happening? This is an illustration, guys. We want to apply it a little bit. Are you guys following tonight? You guys getting this message? Good. All right. Don't want to bring up confusion. Amen. Here we go. Uh, verse 8, we see, When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man, have the man come to me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his robe with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a message to say to him, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan and your flesh will be restored and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Are not, um, Abanus and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better any of the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in a rage. Hallelujah. There's a climax of the message here. Get ready to get a little bit offended. Because if the word of God will offend you, uh, it will offend you at times. Here we, we see that, that, um, Elijah hears. Now, this is the man that the girl was telling the wife to go send your husband to. Elijah, the prophet, is going to heal him. And uh, we see that that he hears of what's going on, and he sends a messenger to go tell um, um, Naaman to go wash himself in a river, the Jordan River. Uh, the illustration I want to put this here is this, the Jordan River Water, okay, to symbolize the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is all-consuming fire. This is what is going to clean you from sin. This is what's going to clean you um, and transform you. This is what's going to touch you and make you believe. Amen. And the ducking of going in the water seven times, we read that, right? You got to go in seven times. I, I, I will illustrate that being a, 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 a way of saying, you know what, you you might you might messed up. Five, six times, but you got to get back up, you know? Like it says in, um, like it says here in Proverbs chapter 13, 
um, I mean chapter 24, verse 16. For though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises again. But the wicked are brought down to calamity. You know, you don't want to stay wicked. You want to go in and out. You know? But what, what, what does uh, Naaman's, what does he do? He gets offended, angry. Because he's thinking, man, I'm an I'm a important person. Why is this guy telling me to go take out my clothes? I got to get in the river and duck myself seven times. It makes no, he's trying to ridicule me. He's trying to make a fool of me. Because remember, this man is, is thinking, you know, you can see his pride right there. Can you relate to Naaman now? When somebody tells you, hey, man, you got to go to church. You got to get saved. You got to stop sinning. Hey, man, God can do a miracle in your life. Hey, man, and Jesus said, <laughs> let me tell you what, verse, let's go to Proverbs 13, verse 13. This, this is the, the attitude that, that uh, Naaman had. Okay, pride began to stir up in him. Proverbs 13, verse 13. He who scorns instruction will pay for it, but he who respects a command is rewarded. If you obey God's command, you will be rewarded. If God tells you that seek me while I might be found, do it. That's a promise. If God says that he will reward those who diligently seek him. And faith only comes for those that seek Him, those that believe and expect of Him. Amen? According to Hebrews 11, God wants to do a miracle in your life. Are you going to believe it? Are you going to expect a miracle to happen tonight? Yes. Because Naaman, Naaman right here, the price stirred up a little bit. He's like, this guy's not going to tell me what to do, man. Are you serious? I got to... Go in there and get wet and do all this? No. He goes out in rage. He gets angry, offended. Let's continue reading here. Thank God for his companion. Naaman's servant went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more than when you, he tells you, wash and be cleansed? Wash and be cleansed. Just one command. So he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times, as the man of God had told him, and his flesh was restored and became clean like that of the young man. Amen. Right there we see, we thank God for people that keep others accountable. Come on, elbow your, your neighbor be like, I'll be your keeper. I'll keep you accountable. Come on. Thank God for this, this his servant. You know, and, and Naaman is a person that gets offended. And Naaman is a person that gets prideful. And Naaman, it's a Naaman in all of us. But then it's also a person that keeps you accountable, a friend of yours. Or he, he, sometimes you don't like him. Sometimes like, man, this person keeps bugging me. Tell me, go to church. No, God has the best for you at church. God has the best for you in his word. Amen. Listen to what Jesus says about every, every person's heart. Mark 7, 21. Mark 7, 21, Jesus says, But from within, out of men's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, de death, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lawlessness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. <laughs> Say I have that in my heart. Or I, or I used to have it in my heart. I'm still working on getting some of these things out of my heart. Amen. 
Those are the words of Jesus, not me. Please, don't get offended with me. All right. Now, what we want to apply this is this, okay? What, what did Naaman do? He finally believed. He finally obeyed. He finally had faith. And, and what did he do? He decided to humble himself and have faith. And he went in the water. All right? The Holy Spirit's in this room, okay? We don't really have to pray music, but we're going to. If you could, please, if you could please stand up now and get ready to receive from the Lord. I want you... I want, I want you to uh, think about this. What miracle are you believing God for tonight? You know, what, what miracle are you believing God for tonight? It can be like, a na- like Naaman. There's illness in your body. But remember, it's a portrait of sin also. What is that miracle that you need? Are you keep falling and they sin over and over again? You just finally need God's touch. A miracle. Do you finally got to just stop getting offended and stop being prideful and say, you know, I'm going to step into the water. I'm going to go in. I'm going to duck myself in. And this time I'm going to come out clean and, and I'm going to come out restored. We can play some music, please. With your eyes closed, please. I want you to think about this. God can do this miracle in your life tonight. You heard his words. Jesus said, if you have faith of a size of a mustard seed, you can tell a mountain to move from one place to another, and it will move. <laughs> I don't know. Jesus at times had to not perform any miracles in the town because people did not believe or have faith. You know, there's a woman that came running to Jesus one time desperately because she was bleeding. She just touched Jesus' clothing. She got healed. There's a saying that the, the desperation brings forth miracles. Acts 2.17, if we can go there, please, uh, on the screen. Acts 2.17. Hallelujah. What miracle are you expecting God for tonight? To cleanse your heart? To give you, give you a new heart? What miracle you, you you want God to do in your life tonight? To For your family to be saved? You gotta act in action. You gotta speak it out to the air. You gotta believe in this. Come on. What miracle is that? Acts 2:17. In the last days, God says, "I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams." And if we go down to verse 18, it says that he, there will be signs and wonders following. Okay? That is, that's miracles. Right now, we are in the last days. Right now, God is pouring out His Spirit upon His people. Right now, God is, 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 is having His children prophesy. Right now, God is giving people's dreams and visions. Do you believe that? Verse 18, please. Just leave the whole chapter open. Come on, stir up your stir up your faith right now. Have all night. What miracle are you believing God to do in your life tonight? 
even else on my servants, both man and woman, I will pour out my spirit on them. They will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. I will show and signs on the earth below. To me, that sounds like miracles. God said it. God, we trust you tonight. God, we put our faith in you. We believe in you, God, in your word. I want you, if you need salvation, I want you guys to feel free, please, to come up to the altar. Jesus died on the cross for your sins and my sins. If you want salvation, please, we will pray for you. Come on up to the altar. If you need healing of some form, some sort, come up. Emotional healing, physical healing, spiritual healing. If you've been opening up yourself to any other form of, uh, 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 you know, to the, any form of faith in the world that is not of the Bible, of Jesus, or, or, or the Word of God, you need spiritual healing for that as well. You need the love of God to be on you. Come on, if you need deliverance, come up to this altar. If you want to get baptized on the Holy Ghost, the evidence is speaking to us, come up to the altar. If you will hunger for God, come up to the altar. God's presence is going to come. God's presence is going to come strong in a few, in a few moments. You know why? Because you're seeking Him. <laughs> because you're going to seek God. His presence is going to come upon you. Because He says He seeks those who worship Him in spirit and truth and earnestly seek Him. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, press in tonight. Come on, ask God for your miracle. Ask God for your miracle. Come on, come on, Naaman's. Ask God for your miracle. Naaman, believe. 
after so much doubt, after so much pride and arrogance, he decided to believe, he decided to have faith, and he went in the water seven times. And he was cleansed. Hallelujah! Come on. God us not want you to live a life of suffering. God us not want you to live a life of, 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 of blindness. But He wants to lead you. Come on. There's a blind man that came to Jesus one time for healing. They brought him to Him. And Jesus took him by the hand. Will you let Jesus take you by the hand tonight? And he took him to another town. You know why he took him to another town? Because Jesus just wanted this blind man to hear him without distraction. To smell him. To feel him. To sense him. He just wanted this man to know that Jesus was there with him. Jesus lay his hand on the blind man's eyes. Before he did that, he spit on his hands. He put mud and put it in his eyes. The man opened up his eyes and he saw walking trees. And there were people walking by. See what Jesus does sometimes? He tell you how it is. But this man, the illustration of this, is this man, if somebody were to spit at you in your eyes, grab some mud, you wouldn't let them. You would get offended. But sometimes you got to hear the truth. You got to understand that it's not your way, it's God's way. You got to understand that it's not that you keep sinning if you keep compromising they're going to be okay with God and just they no it's not going to be okay see Jesus put some saliva in his eyes because Jesus wanted to impart a little bit of him inside of him and then he prayed for him for a second time because the man didn't restore his sight completely. And this second time he received his sight. You see this man was, was not just touched once but twice by God. You might have been saved a, a while ago. And God touched you when you were saved. He convicted you in your heart of your sin. And you gave him your life. But you messed up along the way. And you need a second touch of Jesus. 
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Are you believing God for your miracle still? Are you believing God for your miracle? What is it? Tell it to Jesus. Jesus does miracles. Jesus walked on water. And Jesus told Peter, come. See, the difference between us and the men of the Bible, like Peter and Moses that spread the Red Sea, is that these men had faith. You see, the difference between you and Naaman, Naaman decided to have faith after being angry and full of rage. <laughs> So it doesn't matter what you what you gone through. It doesn't matter how upset you made God. Faith right now. I declare faith in this room. I speak to the miracle. I speak to that prayer. I speak to that prayer. I speak to that prayer. That persistent. That is keeps bringing up to the throne of God that prayer that keeps yearning after God to answer I speak to that prayer I speak to that prayer now faith I speak to that prayer I speak life to that prayer in Jesus name hallelujah it's not a dead it's not dead words it's not words in vain no, these are words of faith that you speak to God. These are words of faith that you ask God. 
You keep asking God for your father and your mother. You keep asking God to heal you for your body. These are words of faith. These are words of faith. You got to know that, understand that. It is faith. It is tangible. Come on, press in. You got to go to that different dimension and get that faith in tonight. You got to go to that other realm and ask, bring that faith in. Kick it in, baby. Come on. Come on. I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. Jesus says that he is the resurrection and the life. Come on. It's not dead no more. Come on, I speak Jesus to any circumstances in your life. I speak Jesus Christ to any circumstance in your life. He is life. He is the resurrection. He brings life to what is dead. I speak to anything that you thought that was already dead. Anything that you might lost hope and faith in. Right now, I speak life upon it in Jesus' name. I rebuke you, devil. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, no weapon forced against the children of God will prevail. I refute every single lying tongue that come and accuse in the body of the children of God now to leave this room in Jesus Christ's name. I plead the blood. I plead your blood over your children, God. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah, come on, press in this room.
Hallelujah. Come on. God, we love you. God, we love you. Hallelujah. We want to make this next 30 minutes soaking time. Continue where you're at. Come on. God's going to show up. God's still here. Hallelujah, Jesus. We want to dismiss with prayer. But this place is still open till 9 o'clock. You can soak in with God. You can pray. You can worship. You can read the Bible. Write down the things that God speaks to you. Because it's a relationship that you have with Him. If you want a fellowship or need counsel, meet us at the student center in the back. We want to make this next 30 minutes intimacy time with the Lord. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. God, we pray that you bless the, everybody in this room, God. We thank you for the work that you did. We thank you for your word, God. We bless you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.